Well, welcome once again to Legacy Leadership Alliance. I am Bishop Sean Cooper. This is our third podcast. And man, I tell you, I am excited to be able to inspire you that are leaders, entrepreneurs, pace setters, game changers. You are the ones that God is using, utilizing, and causing change to manifest. Now listen, I know that we are still in the coronavirus season and there are multiple changes that we're going through. Uh, We are having to reinvent, re-engage, rethink our rhythms, be creative and innovative. And so, especially us that are pastors and leaders, man, this is a, (laughs) this is an interesting moment. But I'm telling you, you have what it takes as a leader, whether you're male or female, I want you to know that God has given you the capacity and the ability to do well. So I thought it would be wise for me to share some timeless principles, and I call it uh, timeless principles as it relates to leadership. And I want to share some things with you that I've learned over the years and some of my friends as well as leaders that are timeless. These principles are not subject to change. Uh, Seasons can change like we're uh, dealing with now with the coronavirus. Circumstances may change, but there are some timeless principles that are God-given, that are fundamental, that if we implement these principles as leaders, we will always win. I have a principle that God spoke to my mind that it's better to live by principle than to die by impulse. It's better to live by the principles of the Word of God and the principles that, that, are, that come out of wisdom. It is better to live by those principles that to die by impulse because this is a very impulsive generation and the pressure is on us uh, as, as it relates to leaders. The pressure is trying to break us and, and trying to clip our purpose and trying to minimize and distract us. But the principles of the Bible, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs uh, 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and you know it and he will direct our path. So I want to talk about some timeless principles that I've learned. So here is one of the timeless principle, and that is biblical resilience doesn't let circumstance dictate direction. Biblical resilience doesn't let circumstances dictate direction. See, when you are biblically resilient as a leader, because we're going to have opposition, obstacles, it's consistent when we lead. Whether it's economically, you in the uh, professional sector, or you're dealing with the spiritual dynamics of leading a congregation as a uh, senior pastor. Um, I have learned that I cannot allow circumstances to dictate direction. It's the resilience that's inside of me for my love for God that becomes the dictator uh, or the leader through the Holy Spirit um, of my destiny. So circumstances should not dictate direction. And <laughs> I'm a living witness that circumstances have tried to interrupt my life to dictate direction. Uh, this coronavirus is one particular dynamic that will try to dictate your direction. But if you're resilient in God, that circumstance will not dictate your direction. In fact, the coronavirus will only be a stepping stone to your purpose. Second, insecurity is simply success in prison 
by counterfeit limitations. Now listen to that. Insecurity is simply success in prison by counterfeit limitation. Let me tell you something. Uh, Gideon and judges, we read about Gideon. He was afraid, he was insecure of the Midianites, that it literally corrupted, stole, clipped, stopped his purpose and allowed, and allowed him uh, as a leader to begin to thrust wheat in a wine press. You see, insecurities will rob your destiny. And I've learned over the years that I cannot allow insecurities to dictate my destiny because it is just a counterfeit limitation. That's why the angel came to Gideon and said, you are a mighty man of valor. But Gideon said, well, I'm the, my family is the poorest in Manasseh and I'm the least. And you see that counterfeit limitation. But the angel said that you are a champion, but your insecurities say that you are small and insignificant. And I've learned over the years to not allow insecurities that's in me and it's in you that is in a leader. We all have them unless we're just drunk with, with ego. All of us have soft spots in our character that suggest to us that God cannot do it through us because of our own personal insecurities. But let me tell you something. You as a leader, you got what it takes to fulfill the call of God. Do not allow the devil to diminish you down with a spirit of unbelief. If God said you can do it, you can do it. Quit looking at all the limitations. That's trying to be the measuring stick of your destiny. Here's another one. Uh, never see a small thing with a small mind. It stifles progress. Man, I tell you as a leader, I have struggled with this particular principle. It's timeless, okay? And I know perhaps you have struggled uh, at, from time to time with measuring your small thing, right? And seeing that small thing as insignificant. And it goes back to the last uh, timeless principle, right? But this one is never see a small thing with a small mind because it stifles progress. You know, God uses small things. And we as pastors and leaders and business people, we started out with nothing. For the most of us, right? Uh, the Bible talks about, you know, about vision that uh, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Um, Jesus took two fish and five loaves of bread. It was a small thing, but it didn't stifle progress, right? Jesus took the two fish and five loaves of bread and prayed over it and began to move in faith and uh, dispatched it to his disciples. And uh, there was a miracle, and 12 baskets were left over. You see, if you start seeing a small thing with a small mind, it will stifle your progress. As a leader, uh, we all must choose to look beyond the small thing and recognize that that is, that is the beginnings or the significance uh, of, of what it takes in order for God to move upon. He usually moves in the realm of small things. Here's another timeless principle. You can only lead as effectively as you're willing to be led. You can only lead as effectively as you're willing to be led. Now, that is a timeless principle. Hey, listen, we as leaders, and I want to encourage you to make sure you stay under authority. The first authority is, is submitting ourselves to the Holy Spirit, that we be spirit-led, spirit-possessed, and spirit-controlled, leadable, correctable, and teachable. That's very, very significant. All right. But secondary, we have to get under authority 
Every pastor needs a pastor. Every bishop needs a bishop. Every businessman needs a mentor. Um, and you're not going to be able to lead if you cannot be led. You're only going to be able to lead as effectively as you're willing to be led. You know, I've been an associate pastor. I've been a youth pastor. I've been a full-time evangelist. Um, of course, now uh, pastor and bishop and you know, I've always submitted myself under authority. And, you know, I thank God for going up the ranks of ministry because it keeps me sensitive to the sheep. It keeps me sensitive to that person that is under authority. If you have not, um, if you don't have any authority over you, um, I have another principle that says a gift, a gift without government is a loose cannon without destination or aim. Um, you are going to get in trouble, Okay. The, the scripture is very clear about accountability and submitting under authority. And so every leader needs to make sure that they submit under authority um, so that they can be effective in their particular leadership. I think that this is the fifth one. Uh, how about this? Unchecked flaws could very well injure, hinder, and even kill potential greatness. Unchecked flaws could very well injure, hinder, and kill potential greatness. When you don't check your flaws and you don't have, um, you, don't, you don't look within, um, you, you will find yourself in trouble. Saul, um, he had unchecked flaws. And it didn't only injure or hinder, hindered, but it could it killed his potential greatness. He had greatness, but it was in potential form. But because of pride, um, pride that was not checked and brought in subjection, he lost the kingdom. Uh, listen, it's very important that uh, we as leaders, I'm, uh, including myself, that we, we look at our flaws and character flaws and not just dismiss it because there are certain successes going on in our ministry or our business and so forth, we feel like we can hide in the, the blessings or the success of a thing. Uh, it was Miles Moreau that said, you can't conquer kingdoms until you conquered yourself. <laughs> and that is true. You know, speaking of humility, I, I believe that humility should say, wherever God has me, I will make it better. You know, that's humility. In fact, we can add that to timeless principle because sometimes, you know, um, we don't like our city. We don't like the size of our church. We don't like how long it's taken us for the business to move the chapter to. And, 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 and we start fighting against process. Um, and that infect, there's an infection that starts when we start fighting uh, God's process. Because God will take us through process. And in that process, your humility cannot curse correction. In other words, God, he started doing correction in the process of us building whatever we're building for God as leaders, right? So when you're humble, you don't curse the correction or his interruption. Remember, Mary and Joseph already was planning on getting married, and they was excited. It was the Holy Spirit that interrupted Mary and Joseph Will and said, hey, you know, you're going to have the Son of God. You're going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit, and you're going to have the Son of God. 
That is what we call a divine interruption. But notice their humility didn't curse the correction, right? They humbled themselves. They, of course, Joseph was disappointed. Of course, he, he would be disappointed, right? Because it was an interruption of what he had presupposed, what he had thought it to be, right? And there are times when, as uh, we are on this journey of leadership, where the Lord would interrupt our, our will so that his will can be performed, okay? So humility says, wherever God has me, I will make it better, okay? Um, Joseph went to prison. He made it better, okay? Um, Joseph went into Potiphar's house. He made it better. He turned every obstacle into an opportunity, right? That's what leaders do. That's what we do. And I want to encourage you, wherever God has you right now as a leader, make it better. Don't constantly fight every chapter, every obstacle. Learn to embrace the grace. Learn to embrace where you are as a leader at this particular time and know that God, you know, the Bible said he's predestined us, Romans 8 and 28. Uh, most of y'all know Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for good. God is going to work it out for good. But don't curse what God is doing. Don't get into a place that you find yourself pouting in the purpose of God, in the process of God. Okay? That's very important. Uh, I'm going to give you two more of what I believe that are um, priceless. How about this one? I think this one is really a timeless principle. Protests without resolutions and complaints without any directives delays progress. See, when we protest and fight against process, and it's it's coming off the heels of the last timeless principle, right? When you're constantly fighting against and complaining, and but you don't have any solutions, it delays progress. The time that you spent uh, belly aching as a leader, <laughs> man, I remember times I used to complain in the especially when we had started a business or bought a house and, you know, you paid this money for the house and you checked everything. But when you get in the house, you find this or that and you just complain. Well, you know, spending that hour or 30 minutes complaining, you could have spent that hour and 30 minutes on innovating so you can have the solution to the problem. A lot of times as leaders, we don't have any resolutions or directives simply because we linger in the protest season too long. When God want to give us an idea to turn it around, we stuck in the mud of complaints. So that's, that's a timeless principle. One thing that I have learned, and there are others. Um, one, you cannot run into your future when you are holding on to your past. I mean, self-promotions are a dime of, a dime a dozen, but those who promote others are rare. Hey, maybe I'll pick up next week on timeless principles as a leader. So I pray that you have been inspired and encouraged as a leader. Hey, by all means, why don't you send Legacy Leadership Alliance podcast to somebody, a friend, a co-labor, a business person, a pace setter. And also, why don't you subscribe to Legacy Leadership Alliance. There is also a link of my new book, The Journey to Greatness, that I believe will change your life forever. Listen, I love you. 
you go with God, stay on the wall. It is better to live by principle than to die by impulse. Be blessed. And I'll see you next week.